Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. It is our big comeback after (laughs) Shayna and Brian's wedding. So we haven't done an episode in a while because we've had a lot going on in our personal lives. But I just want to start this out by inviting you guys to celebrate with me the fact that Shayna is now married to her soulmate, Brian, and they had a beautiful wedding and they had a beautiful honeymoon. And I'm I'm just here for it, floating on a cloud. And how are you feeling, Shayna? I feel amazing. I feel so good. I feel so happy to be like back and mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, I can't believe, honestly, the wedding and honeymoon feels like a dream fairy tale life that I lived for three weeks, but now. Well, and plus the last year. The last year, I wouldn't say feels like fairy tale life, but the wedding honestly was a dream come true, mm-hmm. like a fairy princess, but genuinely, that's how it felt. Yeah. Um, it rained the morning of the wedding. Well, the night before at the rehearsal dinner, it was kind of like um, misty, sprinkly, which was really, I actually loved it. Me too. Um, and we sat outside on this this terrace so I was worried that it was going to be raining and it was perfect and then that night it rained and I woke up to the rain on the wedding day and I was just so relaxed I wasn't stressed about it it was just kind of what will be will be and then the skies cleared and the sun came out and it was just the most perfect day ever because of the rain everything was really calm and clear and beautiful and um and it was yeah it was just perfect so I mean not to talk about the weather when I'm talking about my (laughs) wedding but I feel like when you're planning such a big event that's like the one thing that is unpredictable out of Mm -hmm. your control you are just completely surrendered to it and um I was watching, I don't know why I always reference TV shows on this podcast. Like, I don't do that in my regular life, but apparently I do on this a lot. Um, I was watching Squid Games when I got back. Brian and I binged it in one sitting, like, No, you didn't. You finished it already? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sat down. Well, because we didn't want to watch it on our honeymoon at all because we knew if we watched one episode, then we wouldn't want to, like, go outside and play. We'd want to stay inside and watch. So... We waited, and then right when we got back, we sat down to watch it, and we didn't get off the couch till we finished it. Like, literally one sitting. We're kind of disgusted with ourselves, but also a little <laughs> proud. You guys we are hardcore. You guys yeah, are we hardcore. Are. You're a team. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and anyways, not that I'm recommending that show on here at all, but there was a, a line in it that said, um, and I'm paraphrasing, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it said, a good rain... Um, chooses like a lucky, like an auspicious time or a lucky time. Mm. Um, and 
I just, it made me think of the wedding, how it never rains in California Mm -hmm. ever. And it hadn't rained at all up until then, like this year. And of course it rained the night before the wedding and the morning of the wedding. And it just, it did, it felt very lucky and Mm -hmm. kind of special. And it added this just kind of like the rain chose us type Mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah. So I really loved it. And it was the most beautiful ceremony. Dana officiated and married us for everyone listening. And it was just, there's no words. It just was so great. So I'm a wife now and I'm still keeping my name. I'm well, kind of, I'm going to be Shayna Claire Cornelius Nichols, but on here, you guys will still know me as Shayna Cornelius. And yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I feel like the, the day of your wedding with the rain, like in the morning when we woke up, we were looking out in Santa Barbara, like looking out over the ocean and you could see the islands out in the water so clearly. And all of the like birds were chirping and there was like butterflies out and there was just fresh, like blessed life force energy all around you. And I feel the exact same way. I feel like it was so beautiful. And a lot of the people that you guys know and love from this podcast were there at the wedding. And it was just so, it's so special to be able to gather together and see each other and be in the presence of each other and celebrate love and celebrate life again after such a big, long couple years of the pandemic. Like, I honestly feel like that part of it, it just felt like breathing in new life into all of us there. And I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, having a wedding during COVID is no uh, small feat because, you know, it's really stressful. And especially our honeymoon was in the Maldives and that was, that's a whole other story. It was literally a magical mermaid heaven place um that I can't believe exists right now as we speak like it's still there and people are enjoying it it's amazing medicine all over that place yes um but getting there was really strict so we had to be really strict with the wedding and have everybody test before coming and um I think it just added this extra layer of you know what like we're safe Mm -hmm. we're here it is a large gathering, um, but we can just dance. That was the first time I've danced in so long, yes. literally years. Yeah. And I just kind of clung to the dance floor the whole night because I wanted to dance at my wedding. And it was mm-hmm. just, it was amazing. Um, but I do want to say that, um, w- you know, with planning a wedding, and I know so many people have reached out to me since talking about it here on the podcast with them planning weddings during COVID and how stressful it is. So many people have asked me if I have post-wedding blues Mm -hmm. and honestly, I don't Mm -hmm. or post-honeymoon blues. Like I feel the biggest excitement for my life. Like I don't feel like, oh man, I wish I could go back to that day or it went by too fast. It did go by really fast, but not too fast. I kind of just feel this, um, this satisfaction and Mm -hmm. this, like it was a successful event and it was beautiful. And I'm so excited to move on Mm -hmm. (laughs) with my life. And, and yeah, I love my life. Like I was excited to come home from the honeymoon and and live my life. Yeah. And and I think that like when you're living in 
your true purpose and you're living in your dharma path and in that creative flow, it's like going on vacation is fun for just a break, but like you don't want to vacate your life. You want to be in your life, right? So having this day where it's like a fairy tale, it's like amazing and beautiful, but like you love your life and you love your path. And also a lot of people kind of get married and they get swept up in the marriage and the ceremony and the decorations and like they forget about the love that they are actually you know, committing their energy to and dedicating themselves to that like sacred union with their partner. And when all of those really like important, deep spiritual foundational things are in place, it's like that wedding is just one beautiful like firework that explodes in the sky and you can remember its light for the rest of your life. And it's like, you're happy to continue back on, on your path when you're in that aligned Dharma path. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And don't get me wrong. It's a lot of work to figure out how to create a firework and um, like what goes into that and making sure that it launches at the right time. But then once it does, it's just all about soaking it up and basking in it and just so much gratitude for, for what it is and was mm-hmm. and will be moving forward. I'm just, yeah, I'm really excited. And I was saying to you earlier this week, so I just got back when we're recording this, I only got back a few days ago from the honeymoon. So it's like, we were so excited to get back with you guys and check in and talk about human design. Um, It's been so long. So it's only been a few days since I've been back, but this has been the first time for me where I genuinely feel like I get to choose what I want to focus on. I feel this lightness, this just kind of air, because as a lot of you guys know, my dad was sick and I was taking care of him for a few years and then he passed away and I was grieving him and then I got engaged and was planning this wedding. So it's been so many things in my life that have drawn my attention, have needed my attention. I didn't really get to choose. Um, It's always been in the back of my mind or taking up mental and emotional space for me. And I really wasn't expecting that this feeling that I have now, but I definitely feel this um, energy, this excitement, this lightness of really sky's the limit. Like life is a playground and what is it that I want to focus on today? What is it that is fascinating to me today? And really just feeling my own energy and filling up my own cup versus filling up my cup, but also I have this other cup over here that really needs me to fill it up too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I think that's perfect uh, for this episode, especially yeah. talking about what it feels like to be a projector and um, how you use your energy each day and and how you actually embody this energy type in a way that is in alignment for you. Um, it's it's all it's a feeling and mm-hmm. and we want to dive into all the different nuances of that. Yeah, so that is what we came here to talk about is projectors, being a projector. What is that felt experience? What is that lived experience? And you know, we did a, a deep dive for manifestors with Holly Marie and we want to do a deep dive for all of the other types and kind of go deeper into that lived experience. And for this projector episode, we just wanted it to be us because we wanted to share 
what we feel, what we see in each other, what we've noticed from our other friends and being in business as a projector and like what that life is actually like. And also we took a bunch of questions about being a projector from a lot of you guys on Instagram. And we're going to dive into that too. And we loved reading your guys' questions and, and feeling your experience and the things that you're kind of thinking. And so we're super excited to just dive in and talk about it. But the main thing that we kind of wanted to start with as far as being a projector, your strategy is waiting for the invitation, just right there, I think a lot of people get a little bit tripped up, especially when they first discover human design. Like discovering that you're a projector is is equally as amazing and liberating and exciting as it is kind of like, oh shit, so what does this mean? Like, what do I have to wait now for things? And like, it's it can feel a little bit like you can get in your head about what does it mean to wait? And and I want to be successful. I want to put myself out there. I want to grow. I want to live my path. I want to contribute. So hearing that word waiting can really throw you off if you allow yourself to kind of get stuck in your mind. So that's the first thing that we want to talk about. As far as waiting for the invitation, so many people ask us, what does that really mean? What does it really look like? What things am I waiting for the invitation on? What things do I not need an invitation on? Do I need an invitation all the time? Like people really get this kind of anxiety around these questions. And what we want to talk about is that waiting for the invitation is not so much this like mental checklist of like every single conversation I'm in before I open my mouth and say anything, I'm checking off these boxes of did I get the invitation or not. We do not want you to live your life that way, right? That is not the essence of what we're sharing here. What is waiting for the invitation is kind of clicking into this different gear. And it's, I think, very different than what society teaches us to be. But it's this energetic state of just kind of leaning back into your own sovereign, powerful energy. It's not feeling like you need to constantly seek and push and insert yourself and make sure that you get seen. It's kind of like sitting back into your worth and sitting back into your own love for yourself, your own recognition for yourself, and trusting on a cellular level that the people who want your medicine, your wisdom, your insight, your gifts— will see you. They will come to you. And the whole thing about being a projector and this aura that you have, for all of the types, your aura is doing a lot of the work for you. And as a projector, one of the dimensions of your aura is that you're designed to be attractive. You're designed to be interesting to people. So people are going to see you when you see yourself. And having that level of trust and really kind of living in that bubble of like, I don't need to try so hard. I don't need to work so hard to be successful, to be seen. What I need to do is really focus on recognizing myself and loving myself. And when you're in that energetic state of self-recognition, it kind of becomes really easy to be able to sense, does this person recognize me as well? Is this person open to what I'm wanting to share with them or to what I have to share with them? And so that's really the big game changer here as far as waiting for the invitation and like getting in your mind and trying to check off these mental, these mental checklists or sensing it, living in that state of self-love, self-recognition, and then really allowing yourself to feel the vibration 
feel within that conversation. It's kind of like reading in between the lines. It's not always someone saying, will you tell me your insight? Will you share this thing with me? Someone might even ask you, will you please share this with me? But it's not a correct invitation. So it's all about your intuition. It's all about your ability to feel invited. Yes. And I love how you put um, this kind of settling into yourself, this, this sitting back. If you think about the energy of confidence, right? A super confident person. Um, it's just this feeling of, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing that I need to push or shove or make happen. I can just be completely comfortable in my own skin, exactly where I am. And you might be talking, you might be sharing, you might be showing somebody or guiding somebody, or you might just be listening. It's that energy behind it, not necessarily, oh, I don't need to speak unless somebody asks me, or I don't need to insert myself unless somebody asks me. It's really that energy of, I might be inserting, but I'm completely confident that I am recognized here, that there's openness. There's a place for people to receive what it is that I'm giving or I'm saying. And if there's not, if I'm not recognized and people don't see me and my gifts or what I have to say or share, I'm just going to focus on myself and seeing myself more and loving myself more and my own self-confidence. And that's really the big shift. It's not about saying, okay, well, I did focus on myself and then they didn't see me and why didn't they see me and how can I make them see me more? That is that pushing energy. Mm-hmm. Whereas the very receptive um, or confident settled in energy is, wow, this is interesting in myself and why am I feeling this way and why am I interested in that thing and how can I learn more about that thing and you know, what am I feeling today? Really turning that focus that really is so good at seeing other people and feeling other people into yourself and then knowing, okay, I'm gifted at feeling others. So if I don't feel like I'm invited or recognized or there's room or space for me, then I'm not going to force myself to see if that's true or not. I'm going to trust. Okay. This person's saying they want my help, but actually they don't. Um, It's kind of like turning up the dial on Mm -hmm. your, um, your, I don't want to say this because this word is, I hate the word, this word with projectors, but like your penetration skills. Yeah. (laughs) Because your aura is penetrating, but it's like that penetration skills is just probably should (laughs) never be said, but (laughs) It, well, it is. It's like turning up that dial that like if you had an antenna that is really sensitive to what other people are feeling and needing, it's turning that up to a thousand. And then that way, it doesn't matter if you say it or if you help that person. It's like, oh, I could tell that that person at the grocery store was struggling with finding A, B, C, and D. And instead of stepping in and being like, do you need help? I can help you find that. Instead saying, wow, I'm really gifted at noticing when people are searching, like there should be an app for that, or there should be a system that helps people do this. And then now you just got a little ping of genius that you would have missed if you were focused on why was that, like, how can I address this grocery store person? and why didn't they receive me and they didn't recognize what I had to say, or that was a weird interaction. Mm -hmm. You would have missed that 
ping of genius that was saying, look at what you're gifted at seeing. Um, so it's always bringing it back home, bringing yeah. it back to yourself. And, and that attracts more and more and more invitations always. And when you see something like that, but you feel like, oh, there's not an invitation, you don't need to insert yourself anyways. You can integrate whatever you saw into your own worldview, into your own database of wisdom or knowledge. So everything you see is always a gift. It's always a blessing. It's always something that can be helpful in your life. It's not always something that you need to share with someone or insert, but it is always something that you can integrate back into your own being. And talking about being a penetrator and your penetration skills, (laughs) I actually think it's really important to talk about because, you know, I think a lot of people think of being a projector as very feminine because, you know, just uh, feminine in nature. And I'm talking about more of like that yin energy, not like being female, but with that yin yin receptivity kind of energy, you are receiving invitations, right? You are receiving recognition, but then you have this penetrating aura that's very focused, that's very yang energy. And you are then like inserting yourself deeply into that person. You are seeing them deeply, you're feeling them deeply, and you are sharing insight that can really deeply affect and impact this person. So that's a beautiful gift, right? But if someone does not have that openness, they're not ready for it. They do not give you your consent energetically. Uh, and yeah. then you try to penetrate them. It is just such an uncomfortable experience for that person. And for you, it leaves you feeling really bitter because you might have had really good intentions. Like It's like, I really see this thing for this person and I really want to help them. And I really think I'm right. And I want to help this person. But if you are kind of pushing that feeling of pushing is really uh, something that feels very repelling to other people. And I have felt so many times in my life where (laughs) I accidentally pushed without realizing it. And then I feel the energy of them closing off, feeling a little bit just annoyed. And then I feel super bitter or I feel really annoyed at myself. And that's such a kind of shitty feeling that you are left with for days if you linger in it. So I, what I wanted to share here is that it's not about being perfect, right? It's just about having this awareness and feeling it and starting to really take inventory all the time of how your energy moves through the world, how it affects other people, what happens when you push yourself and then someone retracts and uh, feels repelled and then you feel bitter. Like really just starting to tune into those things and feel it is is actually the goal because it's helping you to be able to sense. And it's not about being perfect at all. So when you feel yourself push and you're like, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. It's about giving yourself love and compassion and kindness and saying, okay, instead of taking that as like a failure, I'm going to integrate that into my knowledge base. I'm going to integrate that experience and, and take it with me forward of knowing how to better use my energy. Yes, exactly. Waiting for energetic consent is so important. It, it's, it's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if that consent isn't there, it's going to feel like an assault. Mm -hmm. on your energy and on their energy and it's going to feel so forced so um when you do have something that there wasn't that openness like say you you've forced your way through to this job right and it there wasn't that invitation there wasn't that place for you to land 
you might work in that position for years, but it's always going to feel off. You're going to feel bitter. You're going to feel like your gifts aren't being utilized properly or like you don't even know who you are anymore. So it's so important to know that there's it's not like if you make one decision that's wrong, then you're on this wrong track. If you, you know, don't wait for the invitation one time or 10 times or for years, then now is your whole life on the wrong track? No, it's knowing, okay, today, right now in this moment, am I focused on myself? Am I settling into that, my own confidence and integrating things into my own world and figuring out what am I fascinated in? What's interesting to me? And from that place, the people around me um, that I interact with, whether that's online or in person, is there a place for this to land? And if the answer is yes and you feel recognized, then go for it. Um, But if you don't feel recognized but you do feel like there's a place for it to land, wait. Mm -hmm. Go back to focusing on yourself. Um, Or if you feel recognized but there isn't a place for it to land – then again. So you need both those parts for an invitation. Recognition and a place for it to land, whether that's them inviting you verbally or physically or whatever, or them energetically inviting you. And you feel that sense of openness that they're wanting you to help them in some way. Um, So let's just pause here and say that if you are having trouble sensing invitations. You're having trouble and you're like, I really don't know if I'm invited or if I'm not invited. I'm totally in my head about this. It's feeling really challenging for me. We want to start, uh, we want to recommend that you start with yourself. And this is the whole, uh, kind of conundrum of being a projector, if you will. We've already kind of touched on this, but the whole thing about being a projector is that you're here to guide other people. That is what your energy is here to give to the world. And you're gifted at doing that. Everything in your energy is is designed for you to be able to see someone, to guide them to the best future, and for you to be super successful and not need to overwork yourself along that process. Everything in your energy is designed to do that. But because you have this aura that goes outside of yourself and focuses on the other and penetrates into the other to be able to see them and guide them with so much clarity and so much depth, because you have this aura that is not focused on yourself, it's focused on the other, we have this major blind spot when it comes to seeing ourselves, when it comes to trusting ourselves, having confidence in who we are, recognizing what our gifts are and how our energy actually works, and kind of leaning back into that self-love, that confidence that we've been talking about. So that is actually always the first step if you're having trouble sensing invitations, if they're correct or not. It's starting with yourself, recognizing yourself more. And we call this process building your lighthouse um, or lighthouse maintenance. And we talk about this in our projector masterclass video, which is on our website, daylunalife.com. So if you want support in that area, like how do I really find that self-confidence, that self-trust, that self-recognition that's so important, such an integral part of becoming an empowered projector, we recommend starting with that video and kind of doing that work first to build that lighthouse. But I also wanted to share that when it comes to sensing, you know, so you've done this work, I recognize myself, now I'm in this place where I can really sense if I'm invited. I can really feel if they're open to what I'm saying, if there's a place to land, and if they recognize me. When it comes to that sensing, projectors are so good at sensing other people's authenticity, right? It's one of our super superpowers. We can smell a lie 
We can smell when someone's being inauthentic. We can smell when someone's, you know, telling us bullshit. And we're really good at feeling it. We're really good at feeling half-truths. We're good at feeling when someone's holding back on something, when they're saying one thing, but they kind of mean the other. So we are masters at sensing other people and seeing other people. So it's not that we can't sense when we're invited. It's just that we don't want to. Because of our conditioning and because of feeling a lack of being seen, a lack of being appreciated in this world, we have this like inner child fear that if I really wait for people to invite me, they never will. If I really wait for people to be open to me and to receive me and to recognize me, they never will. And it's that inner child that fear in that inner child space that actually blocks us from being able to sense if we're invited or not. It's like, we don't want to know. We don't want to hear it. We just want to like push past it and get what we need to do, you know, do what we need to do to be seen and to be successful in this world. So if you, if this resonates with you and you find yourself doing that, it's really helpful to go back to deconditioning. And we have a whole episode on deconditioning where we talk about that projector deconditioning. Um, But it all goes back to that self-recognition. And if you're listening to this episode and you're not a projector, but maybe you have a projector child or a projector partner or a projector friend, or maybe you're a human design coach or guide and you're wanting to just understand your projector clients better. This is a really powerful place to to look at. Is this this projector wounding of, of feeling like if we don't shout, if we don't prove ourselves, no one will ever see us and we'll just kind of like float off into the background and and have to like work our way up from the top again. And really just being kind of aware of this and checking in and having an honest conversation with yourself about this. And I feel like that deconditioning process and really looking at your childhood and, and seeing like, where were the places where I didn't feel seen? You know, by who did I not see, did I not feel seen? Was it in school or was it with my parents or was it with my friends? Like, what are those places where I really felt invisible or pushed aside or like I wasn't uh, brought forward in the light? And whatever those places are, start recognizing yourself in those places. Start giving yourself whatever it is that you felt you weren't given as far as appreciation or recognition. Um as a child. Yeah. And I would also add to that, you know, another place that, that projectors oftentimes have conditioning is, um, recognizing themselves as a guide Mm. and feeling like I'm not a guide, like I'm not a life coach or, a you know, guru or whatever. I'm, I'm not a guide, even though I am a projector, there's nothing that I'm guiding people in. And, If you're feeling that way or you're feeling resistance to being a guide, like, I don't want to be a guide. Being a guide sounds like the opposite of what I want to do. I want to encourage you to first just let yourself sit with, okay, if I'm here to be a guide, let me start seeing and recognizing, saying out loud to the universe, like, I want to start seeing and recognizing where I guide people. And it's there's always some place. And when we think of guides, we think of these big guides like Tony Robbins or Oprah or Eckhart Tolle. Like that's what we think of. And 
really, we guide people in ways that you just, you don't think of, whether you're a nurse and, you know, you're helping your patients with getting through whatever it is that they're going through, or you're um, reorganizing the systems that you're doing all the charts, or you're teaching a new person a different way that you've discovered how doing it through practice and, and um, repetition. And knowing that the, once you have the awareness of, okay, let me just be aware that maybe I'm a guide and start seeing it, you will start seeing it. As soon as you're ready to start seeing it, you will. And that's going to always give you the insight of, okay, this is where my genius is. This is how I've been using my guiding skills without really even knowing it or noticing it. And what in that is interesting to me? What in that is cool. Why do I like guiding people in that way? Why does that feel good? And that will lead on to the next thing and the next thing. So a lot of times people ask us, and it's one of a few of the questions that we received for this episode is, you know, can I build my own thing? Can I build a project or be an artist or have my own business? And the answer is absolutely yes. Any of the types can be anything they want to be, right? And projectors actually make amazing business owners or um, artists or creators because the more that you start noticing the things that are fascinating to you and interesting and where you are guiding people and how you see things in a unique way for you specifically, the more that you start recognizing yourself in that way, you're going to start getting those pings like I was talking about. And ideas will start coming to you. Like that example of being in the grocery store and now you have this idea for this app that can really help people because you saw how people needed to be helped. You have all of the power in the world to go create those things. You do not need an invitation to start a business or to start a podcast or a project or write a book. As long as you aren't saying, hey, publisher, do you want to hire me to write a book, right? That's not waiting for the invitation. Waiting for the invitation really is saying, I want to write about this topic and this is so interesting and fascinating and I just can't wait to put pen to paper and I've written this book and I'm just going to self-publish it. And if you want to read it, great. And if you don't, great. Um, That confidence, that self-initiative is very in alignment with waiting for the invitation. So, It's important to know like there's certain things that you are waiting for and certain things that you aren't. So Dana, do you want to talk about some of the things that you are not waiting for an invitation for? Yeah. So when it comes to waiting for the invitation, it's really about you waiting to give your insight or your advice to someone else and you waiting to give your gifts, your offerings, your services to people. So really letting people come to you when it comes to your gifts, your offerings, and your services. And those are the only things that you're really waiting for the invitation for uh, in your in your Dharma path. Also, when it comes to partnerships, you know, being invited into a romantic partnership, being invited into a business partnership, being invited into any kind of contractual partnership, for example, a roommate, something like that. It's important to be invited. But that's kind of it. So people ask us all the time, and I think that there's a lot of confusion around this because people who were trained in that like very first wave of human design may be trained with raw. I've I've heard them tell people before that like you need to wait for the invitation 
invitation to move to a new country. You need to wait for the invitation to like reach out to a friend. And we really, really, really disagree with that. You're not waiting for the invitation to live your life. You're not waiting for the invitation to create an offering. You're not waiting for the invitation to share something with someone, right? It's really important that to know that you do not need an invitation to talk about yourself to share who you are, to create something, you don't need an invitation for any of those things. Now, when it comes to like social interactions, it's really important. The way of the projector is to only put your energy in places where you feel recognized and open. So that kind of energy, the subtle energy applies to social situations. But when it comes to like one of your closest friends or a friend that you really just feel like they see you and they love spending time with you and they've been so open to you, you can reach out to that person as much as you want. You can invite them to go on a trip with you. You can invite them to go to lunch. So it's not like you're always waiting, but on the contrary, let's say you have a friend who's really, you feel like they don't get you. And every time you see them, they're kind of like energetically slamming a door in your face. And you feel like you kind of need to prove yourself to them, but you don't really feel like they see you or appreciate you. Now, reaching out to that person to go on a trip with you or reaching out to that person to, you know, go to lunch, it would feel like you're forcing yourself towards a slammed door, towards a closed door. So it's so much more about sensing Uh, when it comes to other people and me putting my energy into their life, do I feel recognized? Do I sense that there's openness? If so, I can reach out to them. I can initiate. I can share some insight with them. I can ask them how it's going. But if I feel like other people don't have that openness, it's better to just do my own thing and wait. So when it comes to kind of like that career life, there is really those these two big ways that a projector could create something. It's the way of the self-starter or an invitation. So kind of going back to that, uh, the book, writing a book, there's the two different ways. It's like, I could just create it myself or I could start writing little excerpts and putting them out out into the world, you know, sharing them on a blog post and just kind of starting, right? Living in that zone of I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I'm good at. I'm doing what I'm fascinated in and I'm sharing it because I love it. And if you can have that energy as a projector, I'm creating this and I'm putting out in the world because I love it. And I literally don't care if anyone responds to it or if anyone invites me because of it. That is going to be the most magnetic and juicy and successful energy that you can have. Um, So you can start doing that. And then maybe a big invitation will come. Maybe someone will see your blog post and they'll invite you to then publish their book. But if you keep going and your authority is like, I want to keep doing this. I'm excited to keep doing this. And you never get any invitations. Then guess what? You can write your own book and self-publish. And then when people buy that book, they have invited you. When people come to your website to read about your book, they've invited you. When someone reads your book and invites you to speak on their podcast, they've invited you. So it's always just about really feeling empowered around as long as this thing fascinates me and I'm using my authority, I can create it in my own realm, on my own platform. It's just when you're inserting it into someone else's life that's when you need that openness and that invitation, that recognition. Yeah. And the very felt side of this is that word realm, like your own realm, your own Mm -hmm. aura, this, you can kind of picture this bubble, energetic bubble around you. And it's like, if it falls within that bubble, it's your own life. It's your own desires and fascinations and what you want to create 
great. You don't need an invitation for any of that stuff. But the second it goes outside of that bubble and you are asking somebody else to do something, you're pushing it on someone else or you're wanting to give it to someone else, that's where it's, okay, do I sense that openness? Is there a place for it to land? Am I recognized? It's just important to kind of um, feel into that space. And a good strategy is always to come back to that realm. Mm-hmm. When in doubt and you're like, ooh, is that is that open? Is there a place? Should I do this Instagram ad for it? Or should I reach out to this client and see if they're interested in my new offering? Come back to your realm mm-hmm. and really like, okay, how do I want to flesh this out more? And talk about it with your mm-hmm. friends and family. Talk about it on your website or your podcast or, you know, out in the world without be, being um, forcey, just because you love it. That's always a good phrase too. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this just because I love it. And that's always like a safe bet mm-hmm. with, with, with waiting for the invitation. Totally. And you know, that, that energy of this is my realm. I can say whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can share as much as I want. That energy is really helpful, I think, when it comes to owning a business, sharing your message with the world, marketing, things like that. Um, As long as a projector is really staying in their own realm as they share their wisdom and insight and advice, it's always going to be a lot uh, better received than if they kind of focus on the you, your realm. I'm telling you about this wisdom that I know. I'm telling you that you should do this thing that I saw or that I understand now or that I have skills around. That's always going to feel a bit repelling because you're not really waiting for that invitation. But when you're saying, in my realm, I've learned these things and I do these things and this is why I love it and this is why I'm excited about it and this is why I think it's helpful and here's where I've seen it, where I have seen it in the world working and helping people and my experience, my love for it. When you talk from that realm, it's always going to be you just kind of sharing your light, shining your light, and creating a platform where people can really recognize you. So that's another big piece of advice that we have for projectors is um, it's helpful to, when you're using languaging that you're sharing with the world, to kind of stay in your realm instead of focusing so much on the you. Yes, exactly. Um, Because people have to see you to be able to recognize you, to be able to invite you. They can't invite you if they don't know you exist. Mm -hmm. So um, talking about yourself, a good example of this is, you know, you first discover human design. And the first inclination, especially as a projector, is to want to look up everybody's charts that you know and then tell them everything that you've learned so far about their design, right? And that would be not waiting for the invitation. (laughs) Waiting for the invitation is is really, oh my gosh, I just discovered I'm a projector and that means A, B, C, and D. And I love this about my profile. And like, I noticed that in my day-to-day life and it's like changing my relationships and it's absolutely amazing. And then other people are seeing and able to recognize because you're recognizing yourself as a projector and all of your gifts, people are then able to see, wow, you are so lit up by this. It does seem like it's really changing your life. And you actually know so much on this topic. Like, can you look at my chart? And there's the invitation. Mm -hmm. They've recognized you and they've invited you. There's place for it to land. Now, somebody might say like, oh, let's look at my birth time. Like, I'm curious what I am. And then they go to the kitchen and then they go around the house and they're like not even that interested. And you can feel like if I look this up right now and told them all these details, 
there's no place for it to land. Like they don't mm-hmm. actually want to know. And that's where it's like, okay, they might recognize me, but there's no place. So that's a good example of knowing, okay, one of the best ways that I get invitations is by staying in my realm and talking mm. about things just because I love them, sharing things just because I love this workshop that I created and it's so fascinating to me in these ways. And if you want to know more, here's the link. Mm-hmm. But not, you have to know now, it's going to change your life. Sign up in the next 36 hours or else you're going to miss out or you'll miss the early bird special. Like that energy is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel a little... Um, repelled. Yeah, if that makes sense. And and this topic of of needing an invitation before you look up someone's human design chart is my number one spiritual practice <laughs> because obviously, like human design is our lives. We talk about it literally every single day with every single person that we know who's into it, right? In our in our close friends, in our close community, in our family. Um, and when it comes to meeting new people and they ask like, oh, what do you do for a living? I always like take a big breath. I'm like, well, I, and you know, it's always kind of like hard to explain because we do so many things. But when I talk about human design, um, and I'm navigating that conversation of I'm sensing the whole time, you know, and it, it doesn't matter to me if I tell them or not. I'm not thinking like, gee, I hope I really get a new customer out of this. or I hope I get a new podcast yeah. listener. I'm just like, this is what I do. And this is why I love it. And, you know, really making sure that I'm not pushing people to look up their chart, even though I think that this is the most life-changing thing ever. And I think it would really help them. And I'm excited for them to know what they are. And I want to know what they are. And like, I just can't wait to see what their chart is. Like, even though I have that excitement, it's really knowing like, it's okay if this person doesn't want it because many people will. And it's like coming back to that self-trust and that self-confidence and really having this more abundance viewpoint as a projector because that successful self-theme when you're in alignment is is that feeling of abundance. It is that feeling of prosperity. Like I don't need to like force myself to get one new podcast listener or one new client. Like I just am. And I just do what I love and I just shine my light and I don't need to try to force it on individuals. And, you know, we have this phrase when it comes to being a projector that we call playing hard to get. And that phrase playing hard to get has a lot of kind of like negative connotation because it's playing, right? So it's like this like manipulation tactic, but we mean playing hard to get from like a really authentic, genuine standpoint. And this is another super helpful mantra for projectors in your work life, in your personal life with dating. It's like, I don't care if people get me or not. I don't care if they invite me or not. I love who I am. I love what I'm doing. Anything that I want, I can create for myself. Any type of recognition that I want to feel, I can give to myself. Anytime I want to feel celebrated and genius, I can celebrate my genius. Anytime that I want anything, like I always am able to go within and give it to myself. And it it gives you this that that confidence once again of like I don't need to be needed by this person because I love who I am. And so anytime that you can kind of click into that gear, it's always going to help, especially with dating. Um, And we actually kind of want to get into some of your questions now, right? Because we got some fun ones about dating, about projectors connecting with each other. And we kind of wanted to just answer those and and hop into your your guys' universe and projector experience. Yeah, totally. So one of the questions actually is what we were just talking about kind of um, is feeling like um, 
even just describing what you do is not waiting for the invitation. Like when people ask you, what do you do? And then it's hard to explain, especially if you're a 2-4. It's a whole other topic, but it can be really hard for you to explain what you do. And it can feel like you just sharing what it is that you do is repelling to people. Like you, you aren't waiting for that invitation. So I just want to encourage you to follow that that antenna, that vibration of, is there a place for this to land? Saying, I'm a business owner is fine. If you feel like, oh, this group that's asking me or these people at this restaurant that we just met are asking me what I do, instead of saying like, well, I do human design or I do Reiki healing and well, Reiki's this and this is how I work with it and da 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 and like you're actually really out of alignment. Like that is not <laughs> waiting for the invitation, right? <laughs> but saying, you know, I'm a business owner and then they'll probably ask you more follow-up questions and letting yourself control um, the level of penetration mm-hmm. uh, is based on the level of consent yeah. is really what it's all about. And when you talk about yourself, you can kind of then like probe people's openness or receptivity or interest in whatever you're saying. So we've all felt that feeling where someone asks you what you do, but you say the one word and you could just see their eyes go blank and they're like totally not listening anymore. And it's like, yeah. and that's the end of my statement. You know what I mean? Or someone's really like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I want to know about that. And you really can feel them pulling in, you know, being really receptive. It's like, okay, there you go. A really good thing is to have some place that people can recognize you. So if it's a quick meeting or it's in passing and you really do sense that somebody is interested and they are recognizing you and they want you to guide them or help them in some way, being able to say like, well, here's my website. You can check it out. And if you're still interested, like, send me a DM or send me a message and I'd love to connect with you further. Um, No pressure. Like that kind of energy is really good because if you create something where people can recognize you, you don't constantly have to be wondering, are people recognizing me or not in that invitation? It's like for us all the time, it's like, listen to the podcast. Like if it resonates with you, great. Like let us know or mm-hmm. don't like yeah here's the, here's the podcast here's the website here's my my flyer um or here's you know i'm all my arts in this art gallery um down the street like, you want to you can check it out anytime yeah like the hours are listed on their website and that type of hard to get energy of like here i am i'm amazing <laughs> i love myself like take it or leave it i really don't care genuinely that's always really Mm-hmm. Um, energetically correct in yeah. life, in business, and in relationships. And it's interesting because there's a big contrast here with this, like, playing hard to get. And on the other side of this coin is showing people that you're available. Showing them that you have a space where they can come book with you. Showing them that you have a, a website that they can come to. It's like letting people know, yeah, I have this service. I do this thing. If you're wanting to do it, let me know. And you're not pushing it on them. You're not asking them if they will. Um, we always tell people that we have this kind of uh, metaphor for projectors in, in communicating without being pushy, where it's like, 
imagine that you're texting a friend, hey, how are you today? And even though that's well-intentioned, now you're needing something back from them. And if they don't reply, then they kind of feel bad. So that's incorrect energy for a projector. Instead, what you could do is say, I'm thinking of you. I hope you're doing well. Call me anytime. Have a beautiful day. And you're still doing the same thing. You're still letting that person know that you love them. You're still being who you are and shining your light out in that world, but you're doing it in a way where you have zero need for them to reply. You have zero expectations on whether they reply back or not. Um, You're doing that take it or leave it, like playing hard to get, but you're also letting people know that you're available. You're also shining your, your light out in the world. So Yes. It is kind of that balance. And I think a lot of people, when they first hear about being a projector, they they don't want to put themselves out there in that way. Yeah. And I just want to add, you know, for people listening who don't own their own business or aren't starting their own projects, which we've been addressing that a lot because that's a lot of the questions that we've had coming in are geared towards that, um, towards self-starting or not. And um if you know you are working for another company or you are looking for a new job right you totally can f- still be invited for a new job without being forcefully putting yourself out there so whether that is um you know making sure your linkedin is super tip top shape um whether that is you sharing with your friends and family, like I'm looking for new work and like, I'm hoping it's in this field and this is what I'm really passionate about. And this is what I'm really loving. And here's why I love it. You will be surprised at how life brings you those invitations when you start living in that place of, okay, I'm going to settle into my confidence and focusing on what am I fascinated in and other, when you start seeing yourself, other people will start seeing you. So that's where it's a lot more of that trust fall when it's, you're not wanting to create your own thing necessarily. And you're wanting to call in a new job or a new whatever, um, out in this like generator man gen world. It is about kind of trusting. Okay. When I live my strategy I'm of waiting for the invitation in my everyday life. And I just start talking about the things that I love doing and what I'm looking for. Those invitations will find me. And then it's just important. Is the recognition there? And is there a place, is there space for me to, to be in the, use my gifts in this new position that I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, and the next question that I wanted to answer from you guys, well, there's a few of them that are around the same topic. Someone asked, how do two projectors invite each other? on a date. Someone asked, uh, how does it work when the other person is also a projector? So when you're building something with another projector or friends with another projector, like what is the dynamic of two projectors together? And um, someone also asked, is it true that you don't need an invitation with another projector? So we want to address all of these double projector duo questions. And Shayna and I being two projectors in business together, best friends. Uh, We also have another best friend who's a projector. It's really interesting to uh, be able to kind of observe our our own experience with both being projectors. So the first thing I want to say is that being connected with other projectors is amazing because it is this place where you feel like, 
oh, this person sees me the way I see other people. And that feels so nourishing. You know, as a projector, sometimes it can feel like you see everyone and you really want to understand people, but maybe people don't understand you. And that can be some of the not self, that fear-based conditioning. But when you meet another projector and they really see you and they help you see yourself, it can be such a beautiful gift that you both give each other. And it's this very reciprocal, symbiotic relationship where it's like, I'm going to spend some energy letting you know what I see in you, how you're special and why I think you're amazing and what I think you're good at and vice versa. So it can be so powerful for two projectors to be together because you're kind of on that same level where you can see each other and help each other with that projector blind spot. Now, that being said, the whole energy of invitations between two projectors. It is still the bottom line is, does this person see me? Are they open to me? And I sense that or not. So it it is still needing an invitation from that other projector, but it's very energetic and really trusting yourself on sensing, do I feel seen by them? Do I feel like there's openness to me in general or to me in this avenue of our relationship? Yes. And I do want to add that that is ever changing and growing. You might be in a relationship with a projector, whether it's um, romantic or it's a friendship. um, And sometimes, you know, in this area of your life, it feels super open. And then in this area of your lives, it feels like, oh, I need to be invited there. Now is not the time. And it's always sensing is there that place for it to land? Um, but a lot of times projectors do find themselves feeling like there's an open invitation between us. We mm-hmm. see, I see you, you see me, and um, I can always ask you for whatever. But it's always knowing that check in with your spidey senses first <laughs> before you you jump yeah. in, if that makes sense. Yeah, like we have friends that are projectors and it's like, oh, and we're just talking about life and our career paths. Like, I just feel that she's so open. I can tell her anything that I see for her and she's she's leaning in. She's She wants me to share that. But then when it comes to relationships and dating, I can feel that closed energy. Like, do not tell me what to do in my dating life. Nobody asked you, bitch. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and that respecting that openness or that closeness and knowing that it can change, it can flow, it can shift. So it's really about sensing in that moment and not being like, well, they were open to me a month ago, so that must mean they're open to me now. It's like sensing in this present moment and really allowing yourself to check in and and not letting it be this confusing, heady thing where you're in your head, but instead being really tapped in and just feeling that spidey sense like we were saying. Yes, yes. Um, Was there any other questions on dating that you wanted to address? I guess one here that I see is how, how to use it online uh, in online dating. And do you just create a profile and just wait? And what we would say for online dating as a projector is, um, Bumble is not good for you if you're a girl (laughs) because (laughs) creating a profile and having to be the first one to reach out, not ideal. However, if you're a projector guy, that might be really great for you. Um, because then the girl is having to reach out. But um, in general, regardless of platform with online dating, yeah, creating a profile where people actually see you. So not just posting like a pic where they don't even know who you are or whatever, but posting some pics that really let people see you, what you love, kind of your your energy, your charisma, and um, 
And then you can still swipe and match with people. But once you've matched, it's important to let the other person reach out to you. Um, unless you, I mean, I don't, it'd be pretty hard to sense if they're open to you reaching out to them over like just pictures if they haven't reached out to you yet. Um, I'm not up to date with like how all the new dating apps work, but it's just knowing that it's that sense of are they open to me reaching out? And, you know, maybe in somebody's profile, they could say, they could be saying like, I'm super shy and I never like to make the first move or whatever. And then you sense like, oh, they're open to this. Like we match and it just feels right. Okay, then great, mm -hmm. reach out. But it is really up to you. So we're never going to say dating apps are bad for mm -hmm. projectors or dating apps are bad for people with an open G center. They're not, you can still use them. It's just using them in a way that works for you. Yeah. Open G center is a whole different topic, which we've talked about on, I think the dating episode that we did, mm -hmm. but um, yes, you can use dating apps. And um, yeah, the big thing there is like, there's no rules, you know, we're not checking off these boxes. It's all about, do you feel like this is a place where you can feel recognized, you know, do you feel that energy? And I just wanted to say that, you know, with, with dating, um, and feeling invited, I used to think when I was younger, like I would only be into people or like interested in people who are really interested in me. And if someone was not interested in me, I, there was such a turnoff to me, I'm like, ugh, they weren't interested in me. Like I'm not into them. And then I was like, got in my head about that. And I was like, does that mean that I'm like really egoic or like, I only like people who like me back. And like, I got kind of in my head about that. <laughs> and then I was, so I funny. heard someone saying like, well, cause that is called self-respect. I'm like, Oh, and just knowing that I'm a projector, like coming back around, like, oh, it's really right for me to want to put my energy in places where I feel seen, where people really appreciate who I am. That's going to be that open yeah. flow. So uh, we encourage... It's so funny. What? It, it's just funny that like we judge ourselves for things that are so natural. natural. And, and I think a lot of times it's because of the media yeah. and, you know, because in movies you always see like the girl in love with the the guy that doesn't even notice her, the guy in right. love with the girl that's like way out of his league. Yep. And then like it turns around and then they're together and they see each other finally. But it's like, <laughs> that is not in alignment for you as a projector. No. Like that's just not, that's not your movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's knowing that Yes, you need to be recognized. And if they don't recognize you, that is not your person right mm -hmm. now. doesn't mean that they might change and become your person later, but like put your focus back on yourself and mm -hmm. not on them not recognizing you because that's it's just going to be more repelling always. I was going to say, what's a romantic comedy where the person like doesn't know how brilliant they are and then someone who's really powerful like sees them and like wants to help them and like help the underdog and then they end up falling in love because they recognize that each other. Um, I don't know. Maybe like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. But now I'm going to be watching like every movie yeah. to find out because we'll I know it's out there. I feel like it's guys. like a Sandra Bullock movie. Oh, um, like nobody sees one. them, but like this person really gets them. And like, that's the one that projectors should watch. So when this comes out by that time, we'll have binged all the romantic comedies we can think Maybe of. Like, <laughs> Maybe like the proposal, but I don't know if that would be it because oh. she's like, she only invites him because she wants 
because she needs him for something. <laughs> but then she recognizes, and he's not into her at all, but then she recognizes him and then they get into each other. So maybe that? I don't know. Honestly, That's a I don't know. And now I'm going to spend my whole life writing, making a list of like three movies that that happens in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Cool, cool. So next question. Um, I wanted to answer this one. How do I use... How do I not use waiting for the invitation against myself by procrastinating? So this question is about using waiting for the invitation as a crutch and not doing anything, not taking initiative, not wanting to really become your your highest potential because you are waiting for the invitation in quotes. So I really like this question because there can be this big misconception when you first hear that you need to wait, that it's like, oh, I need to be passive about everything. And I'm really not here to take initiative. I'm not here to create things. I'm just here to wait for people to invite me to do anything. And as we've already kind of shared so much in this episode, that is not the truth. Projectors can really take initiative. They can self-start. They can always find every little moment where they're wanting to give themselves um, that up level. It's always about recognizing yourself, building your lighthouse. Um, and you are always, always, always empowered to do those things. You're always empowered to take action in your own realm, like we mentioned before. So waiting for the invitation if you are in that stage of waiting, build your lighthouse. And if you feel like this is not happening fast enough, I'm ready for things to really happen. Build your lighthouse more, you know, spend more hours. And when you're ready, create something, share it with the world. Those are all things that you're able to do while you are waiting. Yeah. And I do want to add, you know, uh, if you're feeling like, I don't know how to you know, wait for the invitation in my actual life. And I don't even know what the F building your lighthouse is. Um, watch the projector masterclass video, because that is seriously going to change your life. It's talking about the day-to-day practice of how to really honor your energy. So, you know, what we've been talking about so far is like, what it feels like to be a projector and what waiting for the invitation really means in different examples in life. And the masterclass video is really breaking down like, okay, today on Tuesday, what do I do with my energy in my daily life to really honor my energy and not procrastinate, not use these things as an excuse, not be afraid of these things, but to really use them to the, uh, best possibility that I can today. Mm -hmm. And I would say in general, if you are feeling like you're hiding a bit from the world, you know that you're using waiting for the invitation in the wrong way. If you feel like you are bitter and no one recognizes you and you're just so overworked, you are not using this correctly either. So kind of checking in, always checking in with that signpost. If you feel bitter in any way, you know that you're not in alignment and that means that you're not using your strategy correctly in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked, how do you decide what to do if you have multiple invitations? And that's super easy answer. Use your authority. So if you're not sure what your authority is, um, look up your chart. It's going to say authority right there on the top. And we have podcast episodes for each of the authorities and soon to be videos on a deep dive of like really embodying and honoring your authority. Um, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, use your authority and whatever your authority is saying is right for you to do. Go with that. Um, that's always going to be the best for you. Um, 
And one that I wanted to answer was someone said, I really want to start sharing more about human design. How do I know if people will want to receive this or not? And the reason I thought this was kind of an interesting question is because we can feel like as projectors that we only want to share things that we know people are going to like. We know that there's an audience. We know that it's going to be popular. And we can kind of abandon ourselves when we are focused on how can I create something that people are going to like that's going to be popular. And thinking about it from that sense, what can I create here that other people are going to like, it really can lead you out of alignment. It can pull you away from yourself. And instead, it's so important to say, am I freaking fascinated in this? If the answer is yes, this is in my realm. This is in my flow zone. And if you are genuinely fascinated in something, you are going to get invitations. There is going to be interest in that thing period. So you really don't need to worry about it. The only thing that you can really control is, is this thing a hundred percent something that's right for me? Am I fascinated in it? And if it's like a 70%, like I'm kind of interested in it, or even a 30%, like I'm barely interested, but a lot of people are asking me about it. That is not your thing. So always, always, always go with that pure, love for that thing, that pure fascination with that thing, that is going to be the thing that's the most magnetic. And do not worry about what other people are doing, what other people are saying. If you think it's too ahead of your time for the people that are going to be receiving it, don't worry about any of that stuff. Clean up your side of the street. Focus on building your lighthouse. Share your light with authenticity. That is your job. And the invitations will come, period, if you are doing all of those things with authenticity. Yes, 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 yes. Um, somebody asked, um, I'm a projector, but feel like I take initiative more than weight. Can you help me understand? And I think that, you know, again, it's okay for you to take initiative as long as it's invited, as long as there's a place <laughs> for it to land. Um, and it's not black or white. It's not saying manifestors initiate and um, projectors wait and that's it. Um, so, you know, to the same vein, somebody else asked, what's the difference between waiting to respond and waiting for the invitation mm -hmm. and waiting to respond is all about what is in front of me right now. And do I want to engage with this thing? Do I want to, um, am I responding to it naturally? And waiting for the invitation is the things that I'm observing. Is there a place for my insight about these things I'm observing to land, um, whether it's within people, within a business, within a project, a system, is there, am I recognized? Is there space for it to land? Responding is let letting literally life or the day or a person put something in front of you or an email come in front of you and your body isn't going to engage with it. Whereas a projector, it's like you can be bouncing around from thing to thing to thing. And am I invited in this space energetically? Pretty much everything we've been talking about thus far. Mm -hmm. And the main thing that I see as the difference between like waiting for the invitation and waiting to respond, waiting for the invitation is about people. It's about the other. It's about you. I'm waiting for the invitation from you. When it comes to waiting to respond for generators and manifesting generators, that is about responding to the environment not necessarily the people or what they're asking from you or what their receptivity is to you. It's more about 
the things that are happening in front of you, this conversation that's happening, this, uh, you know, food or physical item that is in my environment. You're responding to stimuli. It's not so much about the people as it is about the environment. And that, of course, can be people within the environment. But there is kind of that very big shift. And it's also like much more mechanical as like a body response that like your engine turns on or it doesn't. And just really letting that that body sensation versus waiting to be invited is so much more about the the sensing and that more cerebral sensing. Yeah. I almost want to say that, you know, waiting for the invitation is uh, the other mm-hmm. receptivity mm-hmm. and wa- waiting to respond. I don't even like to say waiting to respond. Yeah. Responding yeah. is about your own receptivity right. of am I am receiving I this? Rece- and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Versus are they receiving this. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just answer one more. And then, yes. okay, so I wanted to answer the one about, a couple people asked this, but someone said, I don't want to be a guide. I don't want to be a coach. I want to make jewelry. How do I do that? Someone else said, you know, can you talk about being an artist or being a business owner, like something besides being a traditional guide? So we've already kind of touched on this, but I wanted to really highlight this because it's so important to know that you could be a projector and be fascinated in science and you want to work in a lab and be a scientist or you could be a projector and be fascinated in engineering and robotics and want to create this thing or you can be a business owner right you don't need to be a life coach you don't need to be a yoga teacher or a guide right you can do anything you want it's just that you're designed to do it in this projector way and what that really means is first and foremost that you're working in accordance with your natural energy flow and your natural level of energy. So no matter what your job is, no matter what you're doing as a projector, actually the most important thing is, am I overworking myself or am I working in accordance to the natural energy levels that my body has? That's always going to be so important. So if you are, for example, a jewelry maker and you're working in a a studio and you're making things all day long and you've worked for 10 hours and you're doing that every single day, you are going to burn out and you are not going to be able to be a successful jewelry maker as a projector. The first thing is no matter what you're doing, make sure that you're doing it working with those, you know, two to four hours of energy a day. And once again, with this, people can get really in their head and they can really try to be super rigid on this and be following rules. And it's so much more about sensing. When am I doing things that really feel like I'm expending energy or generating energy? And when am I doing things that just feel effortless and flowing? Whenever those things that you're doing within your career life feel like you're expending energy or generating energy to do it, those are the things that you're going to limit to two to four hours a day. Now, you might want to work, you know, 10 hours that day and then take a few days off. It doesn't need to be rigid. It doesn't need to be every single day you're doing it in this certain way because human design said so. It's so much more about knowing that if you're a projector, no matter what your job is, you're not designed to work harder or to work longer. You're designed to be efficient. You're designed to be the person who sees how you're helping people with whatever it is that you're doing. And it's the emphasis is less on the doing. And it's more about how is this thing that I'm doing going to help people or going to change the world. And so just kind of having that shift on making sure that you're not overworking yourself, not overusing your energy is always going to be helpful no matter what your career is. And then also really focusing on 
having your awareness set on, how am I seeing this thing in a different way than other people who might be in the same industry as me? So for example, with this, with this example of being a jewelry maker, you know, how am I seeing this whole realm of jewelry in a different way than other people? Maybe you really feel connected to the stones that you're using and the energy behind them and the intention with which you make jewelry and wanting to make jewelry on a new moon and wanting to have shop you know, selling and open a shop on a full moon and you're, you're seeing kind of like the energetics behind it or how this is going to impact people um, in a different way than other people. If you're focused on what you see within what you're doing as a projector, it's always going to take you to that next level. It's always going to be more of you recognizing yourself instead of just using your energy and trying to work like a generator. Yes. And then you end up being a guide mm-hmm. <laughs> because your jewelry is being a guide or maybe you see the sustainability, a new sustainability way and but also maintaining super high quality within your jewelry business. Um, you focusing on that and sharing that message, you then are being a guide to other potential aspiring jewelry makers or to clients that really want to live their life as, as sustainable as they can. So just knowing that you're going to guide no mm-hmm. matter what you do. Yep. Your focus should just be on what do I love within this? What's fascinating and what is unique here? What's different here? Why do I love this so much? That's really settling back into that confidence um, mm-hmm. into your own energy. So I know we've talked about so many different things, but we did. We wanted to dive into what it feels like to be a projector and how to just like let yourself be that projector mm-hmm. without having to follow the rules so strictly um, because that's really not what it's about because we all are different, even though we are, we're all projectors if you're listening to this and relating to it. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, we love your questions. We save them up over time, even if we don't answer them right away, because it's impossible for us to be able to answer everything all the time. But we love when you send them in because we get to do episodes like this. So please always reach out, always connect. Um, and we have many more episodes that we have planned coming out. And is there anything else, Dana, that you wanted to share? I just wanted to say that I'm so happy to be here right now and in my flow zone. And, you know, being a projector in general and really deconditioning and living as your true self, it's amazing to me how life kind of becomes so much easier. And even though you're still working hard in quotes, right? Like you're still working, you're still building something, you're still in it. It also can feel so easy and flowing. And even though you have challenges, that easy flowing overall feeling and just feeling successful and abundant, like that is what the projector essence is about. And I just wanted to share that in this moment, recording with Shayna, talking to you guys, talking about these things, like I am just feeling that energy that all us projectors are united by is that we are here to be successful. We are here to be seers. We are here to guide people into authenticity, into a better way of being, into loving themselves and accepting themselves. So I just wanted to like take a moment and just share with you guys that we always are so grateful to be able to connect with other projectors because we see you, we get you. We feel you and just want to share that 
really focusing on your own energy and leaning into your design is that doorway that opens everything up to just being successful and helping the world and feeling life with ease. So I just wanted to share my gratitude for all of you guys listening. Um, Mm. And for anyone listening who's not a projector that just wants to understand projectors, thank you for being here too. Because the more we can understand each other and hold space for each other, the more our world is going to shift into this new paradigm that we are moving into. Yes. Yes. So as always, you guys, you can connect with us on Instagram at DayLuna or on our website, DayLunaLife.com and this podcast. So we love you guys and we will talk to you soon.